Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Byrne. It's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, December 30th, 2019. What's going on? How are ya? Oh my God, it's the fucking last Monday of the decade. I don't, I feel, I don't know. I, I think maybe because there's a million channels now and there's a thousand fucking video games and all of this shit to watch. It used to be a bigger deal back in the day when like a decade was ending. They would do the whole retrospective of what happened this decade. The biggest movies, the top, you know, fucking pop songs. What went on internationally? We had so-and-so as president, and then this person went and his, you know, came fucking. They did, would do all of that shit and what to look forward to in the next next uh, decade. Flying refrigerator? You know, there was some, some stupid invention that was allegedly going to make your life easier. It doesn't. It doesn't. None of it makes it easier. It makes it more expensive. In the short run, it makes it easier. But in the long run, it makes you have to work more hours. It makes you retire with less. And it makes you eat cat food sitting above a fucking overpass when you're fucking 80 years old. You know, maybe camped out of the house you used to own. And you're just looking at the house going, you know what? I owned that house for 40 years and I bought... 37 flat screen TVs. I should only I should have stuck with my square TV. Oh, Bill. You've been alone all day, haven't you? No, believe it or not, I've had a big family day. Doesn't take much. Doesn't take much for me to go to over the fucking falls of Niagara mentally. It doesn't take much. Well, why would you be so depressed? I don't know. Maybe because my team lost to the fucking Miami Dolphins. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. You know when I knew the Patriots were in trouble? When Paul Verzi told me that they were going to win the Super Bowl in, in fucking week three. I knew it. He came down like the fucking mush <laughs> in the Bronx tale. He actually said congratulations. That's how f- unbelievable. But, you know, whatever. Let's look at it in a positive way. We, um, we're still in the playoffs. We don't have to deal with having a week off and being all rusty. I mean, you know, I don't think we have a bunch of old guys anymore. We lost so many fucking guys to free agency. It's a whole different team this year. So we're still in there, you know, and we only lost four games this year. All right. Three of which were the the Texans, the Chiefs (laughs) and the Ravens who are all in the playoffs. Playoffs. Uh, Miami Dolphins is the only team I believe that we lost to that we fucking that aren't going to be in the playoffs. So we get a chance to get revenge. All right. And I know that Bill Belichick can come up with the fucking game plan to beat any one of those teams. And I know that Tom Brady can execute it. And I know that Edelman can catch those fucking balls. Here's the thing. If the other fucking we need the other people to step up. Not everybody, but I'm just saying this. There's some new components into the fucking who's and what's there. You just need to fucking elevate your goddamn game or it's not it's not going to be good. It's not it's not going to be good. I am still, you know, I'm right now I'm actually recording this Sunday afternoon. It's almost halftime. And my pick to win the Super Bowl, the Seattle Seahawks are looking like uh they didn't even know this game was going to happen today. You know, the 49ers, whose defense has looked like absolute shit for the last fucking month, 
letting up 30 points here, 40 fucking points there. Um, I don't know what's going on. Now they're looking like lights out. But um, I don't know. It's still all right. I'm still... I'm still picking Sneaky Pete to fucking win the thing. I don't know why. Either that or the... It's going to be them and the Ravens. That's that's what I think. I just don't think KC has the fucking defense. I think uh, Jackson's going to fucking drive them up the goddamn wall. They're not, their defense isn't going to be good enough. I just don't think that they're going to come up with a game plan to stop that fucking guy and that team and their defense. The Ravens have a good defense. I don't know shit. I got a kid. I, this is as much as I've been able to pay attention. All right. I think all the fat people in Houston are probably very excited that their team has an 18th game of the year, giving them an excuse to go out and turn on the smoker once again and slather it with some barbecue sauce, you know, and try to squeeze in one more heart attack before the end of the decade. I'm sure that's going on in Houston. Okay. I'm sure the people of Baltimore are very excited. They are, they are, they are writing signs. Most of them misspelled, you know, because of the lack of, of, uh, I don't know, whatever I learned on the wire that they weren't taking care of their youth, you know, who else can I shit on here in a roundabout ignorant way? Oh, then you got Kansas city, Kansas city, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. They're just one of those franchises. Like they have the offense to do it. I don't think they have the defense. All right. And there's my pick. And then the Buffalo Bills. I mean, I don't, I don't even know why they're in it. You know, it's like, uh, you know, I can't believe that there is a professional sports franchise in that town of like 1800 people. It's ridiculous. It's like, what is this? The 1940s. Can the Buffalo Bills please move to me? Even Rochester has more people than I think Buffalo. Nobody wants to live in Buffalo. I'm kidding. Good luck to all of you guys. Um, and then you got the Green Bay Packers. You got Aaron. Rogers. Who knows? It's kind of up for grabs this year. Uh, we shall see. Um, and the Saints. You know? Hey, Jamison Winston, they said the first quarterback ever to throw for 30 touchdowns in three and 30 interceptions. 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions in a year. I got to be honest with you. I think that's actually a fucking cool stat. The man is not afraid to sling it. <laughs> you know, how many fucking interceptions did Brett Favre have? I can't believe it. You know, what did he do? 40 and 41 year? Gives a fuck. You know, he's playing for Tampa Bay. He's got to do what he's got to do. He's, 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 uh, he's a victim of the, uh, the system over there. I love when that happens. It was just like a fucking right before the half ends. Seattle tackles. The running back in the 49ers. He's clearly on the ground. It's not a fumble, but you still got to pick the fucking thing up and fucking run it all the way down to the end zone, even though they blew the whistle, the coaches. That's one of the few things that NFL football players actually follow through on. Oh, by the way, they showed this. Oh, that Seattle's calling a timeout. Sneaky Pete thinks it's a fumble. He's chewing his gum. Pete Carroll looks like a state senator. He's the most non-coaching-looking guy I've ever seen in my life. He's already on the ground. It's not a fucking fumble. Let's go. Let's fucking move on here. 
Now, where exactly was his, uh, the back of his jersey, does it touch the, the grass that isn't grass before the ball starts to move? We have to go to New York and find out. <clears throat> Did you guys watch the fucking college playoffs? I didn't do shit this weekend. All I did was fucking watch sports and hang out with my kid. I had a great time. I did some spots, too. Um, I was just having the best time. Ever since I've been on the other side of that fucking test, I've just been chilling, you know? Not reading, not bettering myself as a human being. Fighting off this fucking cold. Hey, come on in. The lovely Nia, everybody. Hey. Ever since we had a kid, Nia, you're... you're, you're um, Guest spots on this podcast have dropped off drastically. I just came in to check on you. Hey, somebody sent... Can I read this thing about that... About the fucking Impossible Burger? Oh, God. I know, right? Because we were like going, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. And I, my thing was, how do they make it so fucking red? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, it does look like it's bleeding. And it's not meat. So why does it look like that? Yeah, so let's find this out. If I typed in my password right, it's yes, I did. It's a psychological thing, right? Yeah, I think that's... But, I mean, I make, like, lentil burgers, and, and like, the way you make it red is you, you, uh, you have beets in there. But, I mean, that's also a part of the recipe, right? Just the beets? I don't think it's meant to be, like, make it look like real meat, like Impossible is, even though impassable. Impassable. No, when, <laughs> when I... The person said, if you want to have it look like meat a little bit, you can put beets in it. Oh, okay. All right, so here we go. Don't eat the impossible burger. All right. Did you really have to ruin it, person who's writing in to give us facts? I know. Ruining it. I know, but they got to do it. Here we go. Hmm. It says, Guten Morgen, Billy Beidels. Hey, unless you want want lactating bitch tits, don't eat. That's offensive to me. Why? <laughs> because I, at one point, had lactating bitch tits, and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and they fed you, whoever this is, Guten Morgen with some, some German fucker. Yeah, but you, as a guy, you don't, would you want me to lactate, Nia? I wouldn't. You're not going to lactate. I don't care where, where this letter is going. Okay, don't eat that impossible Whopper. Oh, that's the impossible Whopper. I'm, I'm talking about I get the shit at the store. Anyway, that soy burger has 44 milligrams of estrogen, according to a study. It seems like an extraordinary claim, but this study was performed by a reputable lab and got consistently respectable results. Repeatable. Oh, repeatable. Sorry, my eyes are going. Not only is that 44 milligrams of estrogen, uh, asterisk 18 million times higher than a normal Whopper, which contains 2.5, it also it is also full of the shit that makes it red. Well, I'm I'm not eating the fucking Impossible Whopper. They're just talking about the meat, though. Listen. No, no, they're talking about the meat. Listen, it's produced by splicing bacterial genes into a strain of yeast, making it a GMO product. Yeah, it's not organic by any means. The makers of the Impossible (laughs) Burger claim it has 25 grams of protein, which isn't technically a lie. What they do fail to mention, however, is that it lacks any of the nine essential amino acids, meaning you barely get any of the nutrition a complete protein has. The doctor who ran the study notes four of these a day is enough 
to grow tits on a man and cause lactation to boot. You're not going to have lactation unless you're growing a child inside of you. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Why would you lactate and you don't even have a baby? That's what it's for. Your body knows that you're growing a baby, and so it's providing milk for the baby. You're not going to be lactating because you ate the Impossible Burger. Can I ask you a question? Are you a doctor? No, but I'm a woman who's had a child, and I have common fucking sense. Why do people lactate, Bill? Why do so you're like lactate? you're like that? Uh, wait, wait. Are you that mother lactate? that tells it like it is? I am. Why do animals lactate? Why to feed their babies? You're not going to be lactating. You might grow boobies. All right, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Please don't. Do animals eat an the Impossible Whopper? <laughs> no. What if they ate four in one day? No one's going to eat four in one day. Like, What if it's a hungry male wolf and he eats four in a day? Is he going to go, oh, 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 and fucking have milk coming out of its non-existent tits? We know that the Impossible Burger is junk food, okay? But this idea that you're going to start lactating as a man doesn't make any fucking sense. You're not growing a child. You're not going to lactate. Well, I'll tell you who's going to find out. Not you. America. Because <laughs> we'll fucking down four of anything that you got. In one fucking day. To break it down, a regular Whopper has 2.5 nanograms of estrogen. The Impossible Whopper has 44 milligrams of estrogen. Female birth control has 0.05 milligrams of estrogen. Aside from the obvious feminizing effects that much estrogen has on a male... It also it's also carcinogenic. Soy and other estrogens are linked to testicular and prostate cancer in men and breast cancer in women. There's a link. Always love the podcast and don't give up on the polar bears. Okay, if I'm not saying like the yes, the impossible, you don't know what you're talking about. Please keep talking. The impossible meat is is uh, junk food, but you're not going to start lactating. That's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous claim. Ridiculous. Can I ask you a question? That he's, what he's suggesting mm. is, like, I didn't think I had the plumbing for that. You don't. Like, I thought, like, my, you know, like, in a, in a kitchen where there's a false drawer? Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that's what male nipples were. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like there's no milk behind that no, counter. It's never going to happen. It, it's never going to happen. How do you, why, you don't have any white lab coats? What do you know? And this fucking guy does? Well, he, he threw out this, he threw out this weird fucking sexist language. No, I'm not into it. Can you fucking ladies get over yourselves? No, it's about you and not testicular cancer. I've, I am offended. I I'm so glad you, you didn't get, say this in November when I had a mustache. I don't want you to get testicular cancer. Too much estrogen is bad for everybody, including women. So, but you're not going to start lactating. That's absurd. I don't understand how you turned this into. A male-female argument. This guy is arguing for humanity. Fucking thing I've ever heard, and it's just like a dumb, fucking, stupid male to the dude. You're gonna fucking have so much estrogen, you're gonna grow bitch tits and fucking start lactating, dude. Like you don't want that. The feminization with the Impossible Burger. Like you shut the fuck up, okay? He didn't say that. Yeah, he did. No, you. He didn't. Basically, 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 because I read it in a bro voice, being silly. But like this idea that you're gonna. Lactate, eating that, like, stop it already. But yes, you are correct. The Impossible Burger is junk food. Everybody knows that. All right. It's, Im- not, it's not good for you. Dr. James Stangle. All right, I'm leaving now. I've, what I've- do you mean you're leaving after you just fucking... Because I'm cooking dinner. And I got to get back to it. Oh, good. Get back to the kitchen where you belong. You know what? Don't. <laughs> Don't even do it. What are you done with this thing? 
Huh? What do you mean this thing? This thing, this little hobby. This little. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was gonna do part of it now and just fucking. I'm trying to knock it out because I know tomorrow morning I gotta watch the kiddo. All right. Well, dinner's gonna be ready soon. What are you making? What you're gonna eat? Oh, oh look who it is! Mama, I burned my head. I fall down. Are you okay? I burned my head. Burned my head. You bumped your head and fell down. I jumped too hard. I hurt my foot. You did. I'm you're okay. you're okay, yeah. Go rub some dirt on it. You're good. All right. Um, I love when she says that. I'm okay. I'm fine. Wait, wait, don't. Hey, we're not having an impossible meat, are we? No. All right. God forbid. I bought some real beef God there. God forbid you start lactating. No, we're having a vegetarian. Yeah, well, what would that do to our daughter? If I'll be, you know? Goodbye. I think this is a Showtime series. Uh, a guy eats too many burgers, he starts lactating. Uh, Alvita Zane, asshole. <laughs> Unbelievable. Stop See what happens, what? sir, when you try to make a point to a woman and, you, and in the first sentence you say bitch tits? She couldn't hear your message. All right. It's for the rest of you still listening. Um, all right. Stangle. Impossible burgers are made of what? All right. The impossible whopper. Now, now to be fair to all the other impossible things out there, Hey, did they call it impossible so you can't sue them? So when there's fucking milk coming out of your titties, they're like, well, we said it was impossible. The fuck do you want from us? What were we supposed to call it? The fucking lactating bitch tit burger? Um, all right. The impossible Whopper is being advertised by Burger King as a plant-based alternative to the Whopper. When food manufacturers started talking about making artificial meat, I, too, thought it would be impossible to make a hamburger cheaply enough to make it competitive. You see, I assumed that they would have to buy the individual amino acids, the building blocks for protein, and chemically string them together in the proper order, then remove the regents, reagents, Regents, I don't know what that is, chemicals needed to cause the chain reaction and then add something to give it the right texture. The reality is people just eat the right natural foods. All right, My, I'm talking to myself too, you know, just go get some fucking green veggies that, you know, maybe weren't cross-pollinated with something else, which is very hard to do, you know. Why, why do politicians make so, such little money? Why is that? It's so fucking cunts who make shit like this can get it on the market for free. And all those fucking assholes, you saw the Obamas, they bought like some zillion dollar house. You know, the Clintons are always buying shit. The Bushes are buying up half of fucking South America. You know, they, they were public servants. Where's all that money come? Oh, they give speeches to who? The Impossible Burger people. All right. The Impossible Whopper, made by Impossible Foods, bypassed all of those steps, the ones that I was just mentioning. Yeah. Let's compare the two. The Impossible Whopper patty is made from 24 ingredients. The most important ingredient is soy protein. The Whopper patty has just one ingredient. Uh, that would be beef. That's pretty respectable for Burger King. I mean, back in the day, I mean, you didn't know what the fuck it was. Remember when McDonald's came out? And they were just like... You know, we got our new burger now with 100% real beef. And the so obvious question was, what the fuck was it before? Uh, the Impossible Whopper has 630 calories, most from the added oils. The Whopper has 660 calories. So about 5% less calories. This is not a huge improvement. 
Jesus Christ, the fucking Whopper is taking a fucking beating in this. The Impossible Whopper, I should say. The Impossible Whopper has 25 grams of protein. The Whopper has 28 grams. Seems pretty equal. Only 11% less protein in the Impossible Whopper. However, not all proteins are created equal. There are 20 amino acids, nine of which are essential, meaning your body cannot make them, so they are required in the diet. Each of those essential amino acids must meet a certain level. You want to read the rest of this, everybody? I'm kind of interested. Well, I wasn't. I had no intention. All right, this person writes back, Wrong. Please read this blog from Impossible Foods about why the Impossible Burger uses soy. Well, why would you listen to the person on fucking trial? I wanna, I'd rather listen to a doctor. I mean, Impossible Foods, they, they got a dog in this fight. That fucking doctor, unless they were hired by the people that make the Big Mac. You know? This is going to be, I'm calling this right now, this is going to be an Oscar-winning movie someday. Right? When half the male population has fucking milk coming out of their titties and Burger King finally admits, all right, we knew, right? No, they'd pin it on one fucking pimpled kid on the fryer later. He'd take the fall. He'd be the Ollie North of the fucking Burger King. It's all the same. It's all the same fucking game. Okay? And the game is press record and talk for an hour. That's what the game is on this podcast. I don't know what game you guys showed up to watch, but that right there is what the fuck is going on. All right. Well, guess what? Guess who went to the farmer's market today and got some beets and all of that shit. Now, before any of you fucking cunts, okay, wake up on the wrong side of the haystack and then got to start fucking sending me emails telling me that a lot of the fucking food at the farmer's market is also not healthy because these corporate-run farms have figured out a way how to sneak their food in there. I realize that, all right? I'm doing the best I can. You know what's hilarious? We went to this farmer's market, right? And my lovely wife, Nia, who I got to tell you right now, you know, you go through ups and downs in your marriage. I, I don't think I've ever loved her more. We just had the best holidays. She's, she's fucking awesome. Having said that, see that? I established credibility. I said a bunch of wonderful things about my wife. So now I'm going to trash her. All right. I'm not saying she's dumb. She's just not smart. No, I'm kidding. So we're going to go to the farmer's market. And you, you, know, you know how people are. It's fucking monkey see, monkey do. So we're going down there. And, she, and I go, all right, let, well, let's bring the stroller. My daughter's too big for a stroller at this point, but like the stroller, we can use it underneath part to put all the, you know, the vegetables and shit that we get that are allegedly organic and, you know, where the celery was allowed to walk around before they picked it, whatever the fuck they talk about down there with their fucking bargain stocks. So I go, why don't we just bring, you know, bring the big stroller, right? And she's just like, you know, uh, she goes, okay. And she's like, why don't we get one of those like wagon things? Why don't we get one of those wagon things that we always see everybody down there? They put their kids in them and they, they're collapsible and they're foldable. I'm like, because we don't need it. We don't need it. We have a fucking stroller, you know? See, I'm making a good point, but then I say fuck and I ruin it. I go, we got a fucking stroller. We can just stick the thing underneath it. And she's just like, no, it just seems like easier. I'm like, we haven't been to the farmer's market since before I went to New York to do that movie. That was like in May. That's not true, is it? Yes, it's true. We don't need it. We don't need it. Because then it's just going to be this fucking thing that's just sitting in the garage. 
I don't know if you guys know anything about me, but I am not into clutter. All right? I'm not into clutter. I'm not into women with ideas. There's a lot of things I'm not... (laughs) Fuck it with you. Um, This is what I notice when I go over people's houses. All right? The fucking clutter. The problem areas. All right? The laundry room. Okay? You have dirty and clean clothes. Just down there. You don't know what's going on. Right? Who's in the holding cell? Who's down here to bail them out? You don't know who's a good guy, who's a bad guy, what? They're just, it's just a fucking shit show. You do your laundry, you fucking fold it, and you put it away. You finish the job. You free Kuwait. You go to Baghdad. You take them out. You finish the job. I'm kidding. Um, is that... Then there's like uh, um, behind doors. That's another place people like to, my wife likes to just stick shit behind doors. And I take it out and I just put it on her side of the room. She goes, what are you doing? I go, I, I, you know, what am I doing? What are you doing? Why is that there? Why don't you put it in the closet? Because there's no more room. Well, then guess what? You got too much shit. Stop buying Shit. What, what do we need? We got clothes. We got a fucking house that we need to pay off for fuck's sakes. All we need is food. Go out and buy food. Stop buying all this other fucking shit. And then garage is the last area. I fucking hate a garage that you can't put a car in. That's what the fuck it's for. It's not to fucking house all of the shit that you didn't need in the first place, but now you have an emotional connection to. And you can't let go of it, so then you just fucking stick it out there. It's a fucking shit show. Um, so that's what, no, that's what I do. I just fucking, you know, my wife, oh, my God, I love this chair. Will she get another one for, another, for the other room? No, no, we have it. You want to fucking be on this chair? Sit in the chair in this room. It's a fucking chair. It's not speakers. What, what do you need two for? Sorry. Whatever. We all have our fucking role in a relationship, and that's my role. My role is to make sure, and I'm going to tell you something right now, guys especially, stay on your fucking woman about buying shit, because you know what they'll do? They'll fucking buy so much fucking shit, they'll start going, we need more space, we need a bigger fucking house. Then you got to buy a bigger house. You have not increased the amount of people in the fucking house. You just bought too much shit, and then you don't have any more closet space. Fucking Get rid of it. You know what the fuck I got? I got a fucking zillion of those goddamn, you know, those bags because you're not supposed to have plastic bags or brown bags anymore. You know, I, we got, we have like fucking 40 million of them. You know, so you know what I'm going to fucking do? I'm going to fucking throw 10 in her car, five in mine, and then I'm taking all the rest of them and I'm going down to fucking Skid Row where all those homeless people got all the plastic bags and shit. They always need bags. They need, they, they need bags. I'm just going to fucking give them to them. That's it. Free up that fucking cupboard. That's my shit. All right? I am not living in that fucking house with that chair, with all this shit on top of it. You can't fucking sit down. You can't put your car in the fucking garage. I'm also not going to keep buying shit and then dumping it off down at the fucking... uh, 
goodwill either. I'm not doing that shit either. I'm just going to fucking, I'm, I'm done with shit. I don't need any more shit, okay? Until I have holes in my fucking socks. Like, you should see the fucking socks and underwear I'm finally replacing. I've had these things since before, like, Obama was elected. <laughs> I know I have with the socks. I have socks that I had when I was still in my 30s. I'm going to be 51 next year. You know? They, I don't know. They just, they're, they're fine. They're faded, but they, they don't have holes in them. I can't kill them. So, anyway, whatever. That's just my fucking philosophy. But anyway, I, uh, I told you I'm recording this here on Sunday. And I am celebrating 400 days of no booze. Unless you count the shots of NyQuil I did the other night when I had a fucking cold. But, I mean, you can't taste the booze. It's not a fun. I didn't have a party hat on, you know. I had the sniffles. So, um, is Seattle going to fucking show up and fucking play and make me look like I know something about football? Are they just going to fucking sit here? I'll tell you what annoyed me when they was talking about the noise in that stadium and they never bring up the, the, that fucking cheating ass shit that they've been in a fucking stadium to make those people sound louder than they are. The fucking Patriots ever did that. If they ever fucking did that or the game today when I was watching the field goal kicker just dragging the football on, on the turf, extremely aggressive. The Pats are there. Well, what is this about? What is, what, is, what is he doing to the ball? Did he doctor the ball somehow so he could go a little further or stay away from their best returner? Um, all right, Seattle gets a three and out. Nice, nice. There's a nice return. All right, there you go. Anyway, I think the Bruins won three to two. They won three to two with like three minutes left. Home and home with the Sabres. Uh, they're back to their winning ways. That's always nice. But anyway, 400 days without booze. So the next big milestone for me will be 500 days in like April, which at this point I can do no problem. But I'm really just trying to get to my 51st birthday. 52nd. I'll be 52 next year. What am I talking about? Um. And I can say for the rest of my life, at 51, I didn't have one drop of fucking booze. Um, no, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to go back. I miss it. I ain't going to lie to you. Miss the way it makes me feel. Um, no, I'm going to wait till my kid's grown up. You know, when she turns 21 or something like that. Hey, you know. Fucking freak her out, just immediately start slamming shots. Where was this guy my entire childhood? Uh, he was he was on the bench. So you wouldn't be a fucking, you know, you got to be a fucking productive member of society. You're not going to have that with a shit-faced dad. Shit-faced. All right. Well, we've been talking about impossible burgers. Let's talk about delicious fucking meat where they don't have to split atoms and all of this fucking crap. Butcher box, everybody. All right. Talk about what you're most looking forward to in 2020. Oh, I'll tell you, New Year's Day, when I bring my bundle of butcher box meats to the golf course right outside the Rose Bowl to go to the granddaddy of them all, celebrating my third decade of spending New Year's Day. It all started way back in 2009 with the USC Trojans against the, 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 the Penn State Nittany Lions. You know, fucking, uh, what was that guy's name there? 
the pedophile. He was on the field that day for the fucking Penn State guys. Sandusky. Joe Pa, right? Was coaching the team. Sneaky Pete Carroll. About ready to run out the door, and they had the butt fumble guy as quarterback. That's where it all started. You know, now we're back. Oregon against Wisconsin. I've already seen this matchup about 10 years ago. I want to say, uh, what's his face? Marcus Mariotto. Some one of those fucking guys was quarterback or something. Um, anyway, that's what I'm looking forward to. What are some New Year's resolutions you're making? Uh, to find out if the information about the Impossible Burger that I just received is, is correct. This year, I'm going to eat better and spend less time and money at the grocery store thanks to ButcherBox. Are they writing this for me to say this? Listen, this year, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to buy anything other than food. I don't fucking need anything. I don't fucking want anything. I want a clutter-free house. I want to fucking, rather than buying shit, I want to take that money and put it towards my fucking mortgage, pay the thing off, right? And then just sit on the back porch and stare at the tree line, smoking a cigar. Ooh, that sounds good. You know? Slowly ease my way back into abusing alcohol. Maybe this is why they write copy for me. Sorry, this year I'm going to eat better and spend less time and money at the grocery store thanks to Butcher Box. I actually fucking want to eat better. Um, each month they sent a box of the highest quality meat for a better price than the grocery store, which gives you more time to spend cooking and sharing delicious meals with family and friends. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat, enough for 24 individual meals or a snack in Houston, Texas. Packed fresh and... <laughs> It slipped frozen. You got to respect Houston. They don't give a fuck. They, they were the fattest city two years in a row. I mean, that, that's a fucking dynasty in the fat world. You know, we all know they're too fat and out of shape. Anybody to get up for that third year, you know, fucking drinking a Sunday out of the Stanley Cup at that point. Sorry, packed fresh and shipped frozen and vacuum sealed. So it stays that way. I can customize my box or go with one of theirs. Either way, you're going to get exactly what you want. Options like 100% grass-fed and finished beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage breed pork, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, and sugar-slash-nitrate-free bacon. It's the way meat should be. You know something? With all this controversy with the impossible meat, I, before I can figure that out, I got to get from this, you know? This is a fucking cow. We didn't slap it around. It ate grass. It's fucking delicious. Um, with ButcherBox... Uh, you get the highest quality meat for just around $6 a meal, and they even have free shipping nationwide except Alaska and Hawaii, the appendixes, appendicitis of the United States. Right now, you get two pounds of salmon absolutely free. <coughs> Imagine if he got killed as a salmon and then they don't even charge for it. You must be like, what the, what the fuck? You know, if fish can, like, you know those little flippers they have on the side, if they can lift them up, you know, if they had shoulders to shrug, that's what they'd be doing. Plus $20 off your first box. Just go to butcherbox.com slash burr or use the promo code burr at checkout. That's butcherbox.com slash burr or use the promo code burr at checkout. Um, all right, simply save, everybody. On average, a burglary happens once every 23 seconds in the United States. How is that fucking possible? Approximately 2 million burglaries are reported a year in the U.S. You know something's funny is it takes every 23 seconds as a burglary, so I'll say those three of them are going to happen in the amount of time it takes me to read this copy. Um, not because burglaries are increasing. 
It's because of my lack of ability. Look at Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch, is he going to come back? Is he going to make it happen? Um, oh, look at this. The Seattle Seahawks are driving. Russell Wilson, such a great quarterback, so underrated. He's up there in Seattle. Nobody cares. Touchdown! There's a flag on the fucking play. Well, it's the NFL, so you know it's going to be against the defense. Don't you dare call holding. They're not going to call a push-off. Holding. Offense. Oh, you fucking zebra cunt, you. Oh, Pete Carroll. There's no flavor left in that gum, and he just keeps chewing it. Got to love him. Let's see. Did he hold him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. His fucking armor on his neck. Um, <clears throat> sorry. What's crazy is that only one in five homes have home security. Probably because most companies don't make it easy. Um, complicated installation and salespeople, long-term contracts, full of hidden fees, astronomical monthly fees. That's why Simply Safe should be your choice for home security. It's comprehensive, professional home security at a fair price. And right now, and right now is your last chance to access their holiday savings. The Monday Morning Podcast listeners get a free security camera plus a twenty plus twenty five percent off your security system to start the new year. Um, Simply Safe offers twenty four seven professional monitoring, a smart lock and video doorbell, defend your front door, an arsenal of sensors and cameras cover every inch of your home. Simply Safe gives real time video confirmation to police in the event of a break in, so police respond up to three point five times faster. There's no contract, hidden fees, or fine print. Prices start at just fifteen bucks a month. Simply Safe rarely does deals this big, so now's your chance. Get twenty five percent off your system plus a free HD security system, so that you can take advantage of their video. Very Video verification technology at simplysafe.com slash burr and hurry. This sales ends this sale ends January 7th. Simplysafe.com slash burr. Lovely Neo's back. What's up? Dinner. What are we having? Hmm? What are we having? Still on air. I am on air. What are we having? Uh we're having we're having a vegetarian night. So we've got some greens, we've got uh some mushrooms, we've got some any impossible greens? Nope. <laughs> And we have roasted vegetables. Roasted rutabaga. Oh, I love it. So let's go. Roasted rutabaga. All right, let me, uh, I'll hit pause on this, and uh, I'm going to have a nice dinner here. And then I'll be back in a half a second because of, you know, the tech. I'll, I'll edit this together. Look at Seattle with the first down. Woo! Let's go. I picked them to win the Super Bowl, Nia. Are you impressed? Nope. Let's go. Okay. All right, and I'm back. And you know what? The 49ers just answered back with a touchdown. What are they doing here? They're going for fucking two points with three fucking minutes left to do. What, what the fuck kind of world is this now? Why, why would you do that? You basically say, well, we know they're going to score another couple of touchdowns. Why would you do that? Fucking Stupid. Jesus fucking Christ. I don't even I don't even understand sports anymore. What the fuck was wrong with being up 20 to 7? Uh, Cuz you know they scored two more touchdowns it'd be 21 fucking 20 in what world? You you living in the hypotheticals at this point. What what the fuck maybe maybe they just get a field goal. A field goal makes it fucking uh, it would have been 20 to 10. Then they score another touchdown. 
right? Then it's what? It's fucking 20 to 17. I don't know. Then what? They touch down their head field. I don't fucking get it. You're just leaving points. I get it in the end of the game. I understand it was the end of the game. It's fucking three minutes left. It's fucking funny. You take the fucking points. All these fucking times they go for it on fourth down. That's the shit you used to get fired for. I watch NBA hoop. You guys, some guy's seven foot five taking a three pointer with nobody underneath. And he, they don't put him on the bench. It's like, uh, you know, nice attempt. You hit the rim there. Fucking Transylvanian, East European, fucking Frankenstein looking white dude. <clears throat> what happened to the American white male in the NBA? We just, we, we just suck. We can't fucking get in anymore. It's all, it's, it's the fucking, oh, it's all fucking the behind the iron curtain, white guys. It's really weird how like shit goes through like cycles. You know what I mean? I think as you go to Eastern Europe and those people don't even have cell phones left, you know what I mean? So they're just out there. They're just hooping it up all day. And, you know, our kids are eating, you know, shit that's going to make them lactate. We're a bunch of fat fucks. And I don't, I don't think we're, we're not bringing it. We're not bringing it. Wasn't Michelle Obama going to fix that? <laughs> Wasn't she? She was the one who was about the kids. Um, I need a cause to rap, to, to define my identity. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know, I make fun of all these fucking people, and who am I? Huh? Who am I? I'm just a guy that ate an impossible fucking burger who might be fucking able to nurse a child at some point. I don't know. Is this the fucking world we're living in? Is this the kind of technology you were looking for? Um, all right, what else? Oh, we didn't talk, we didn't talk. I started, I began, I brought it up. Was the uh, round one of the NCAA college football playoff. Your LSU Tigers. I didn't know they gave out the Heisman Trophy. I've been so fucking busy. Joe Burrow, congratulations. And uh, I think the matchup everyone was talking about was LSU against Ohio State. And then, you know, this guy who couldn't even make the fucking team um, could possibly go and, and, and win a championship on another, you know, against the team that wouldn't start him or get him any playing time. I thought that was interesting. Oh, now they're going to review the fucking... Two-point conversion. Fucking ridiculous. I don't understand how they got that view either when they don't have a fucking dome. They don't have a fucking roof on that stadium. Somehow they're directly above it. You know? And you're telling me there's no big brother? Um, sorry. Anyway, the LSU game was a, uh, it was a game for like fucking, I don't know, six minutes. And then they just, Jesus Christ. Joe Burrow, seven touchdown passes. In the first half, over 400 yards in the first half. Jefferson, their receiver, had like 180 plus yards in the first half. Okay? I'll tell you right now, that fucking chuck wagon that came out, I think it had a bunch of impossible burgers on it, and the Oklahoma Sooners ate it. Because <laughs> that was not a good game. Um, on the other hand, the uh, Clemson Tigers against the Ohio State University was an amazing game. Unfortunately, uh, it was a couple of shit calls, but uh, I don't feel bad for Ohio State just because they've been on the other side of, of shit calls that went their way. So, you know, somebody on Twitter said Ohio State fans wake up complaining about the officiating. 
<laughs> which everybody's fan base bitches about him. But like, I, I got to be honest with you. I, I thought, you know, all right, that was helmet to helmet, but that didn't seem like it should have been the ejection kind. And also that looked like a catch to me. But I don't know what it catches. It was because it was away from his body and then he has to pull it in. I mean, he caught it and he took like two and a half, three steps. At what point is he in possession of the ball? The ball's not moving. It's in his hands. Both of his hands are on either side of the ball. Oh, it's not a catch until he brings it in and the tip of the ball touches the left number on the front side of his jersey. I don't know. Ohio State, you got fucked on that one. But you know what? You had a fucking coming to you. That's how it works. Just like the Oakland Raiders. The Patriots got fucked in the late 70s, and then the Raiders had that fucking coming to them. And it was the tuck rule. That's what happens. What goes around comes around. So quit your crying there, Columbus. Um, All right. So there you go. You got Clemson versus LSU. Who do you like? Um, I don't know. I got to tell you, I was really impressed with Clemson's uh, adjustments because in the beginning, it just looked like Ohio State was clearly the better team and was just going to dominate them. And all of a sudden they started blitzing them. And I don't know, I don't don't know enough about football, but uh, I remember on the blitz and all of a sudden the kid had to throw it away or they sacked him. I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. If they start doing this and this is effective, how does this fuck with Ohio State? And it kind of shut them down there for a minute and Clemson got back into the game. Ah, who watched the game? So we'll see what happens. We shall see what happens. Um, And you remember back in the day, I was complaining that Ohio State became the number one team in the country because they beat Penn State. And meanwhile, LSU beat like fucking four top 10 teams, three top 10 teams. Had a way tougher schedule. And uh, I think... My complaining was right because there's only two teams left and LSU is one of them and Ohio State is not. Okay? Columbus, I know you're hurting right now, but I just want you to know you never at any point in this season ever deserved the number one next to your fucking name. My buddy Lawhead actually was tweeting, how the fuck is Clemson, they won 29 games in a row or something, how are they not the favorite in this game, you know, which I actually got a laugh out of that because I know goddamn well Buckeye fans shit all over Clemson as far as like they play in the ACC, there's no competition, yada, yada, yada. It's what makes college football fun. All right. Oh, look at this. We got a letter here. We got a letter. Um, this is from a lady. This is from a lady. Do da, do da. All right. Lady defending Bill Burr. Hi, Bill. Parenthesis, insert clever name here. Ah, you tapped out. Anyway, I have been listening to your podcast for years, ever since I saw your special on Netflix. Not sure which one it was. It was the one where I screamed and yelled and never really made a point. Uh, but it had, But it had how to block an incoming slap from a woman and how normal men have never been tempted at the level that famous men have to deal with, um, oh, with extracurricular activity. Yes. Anyway, I just listened to the MM podcast from Monday before Christmas 2019 and heard the lady, uh, the letter from the lady that started out praising and then turned nasty. I have to say that she is dead wrong. 
you might be misogynistic, but you're not wrong mostly on a lot of the things you say. And you know something? I would not, I, I, I agree with that whole sentence. Um, I'm misogynistic, I, get, I think, towards women as a group. Individually, I, I, I root for them. But when they all get together and they start screaming and yelling, it's just, it's kind of difficult to hear them. <laughs> Listen, this is my deal. I just like fucking with people, all right? I don't give a fuck what women do. I don't give a shit. I hope whatever the fuck, I just hope you're happy. I hope you're happy and then you go easy on the guy in your life. How about that? That's, that's all I hope. You know, go, go, go be president. You want dead babies on your conscience? Is that what the fuck you want? Um... Anyway, all right. Uh, you might be misogynist. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, I've I've heard you tell many men slash boys who wrote in for advice to run from a crazy woman and do not fuck her because it's going to have consequences. I actually think most of your advice to men and women is pretty damn good. I'm definitely. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know what that means? If you're talking advice, you know we got to play my jingle. Where the fuck is it? Did I lose it? Oh, that was so anticlimactic. Where the fuck is it? It's time there it is. Hey! No producer. Yeah, no. I have a producer. It was just nobody here when I do this. Yes, Bill, we know. We've been listening for a while. Oh, a little ZZ Top for you. I'm a white guy, and this is my blues. All right, sorry. All right, where the fuck am I? Uh, I have a lady defending me. Um... I'm definitely a chick, but I am able to see some of my issues, uh, and it breaks my heart how dumb a lot of young girls are. I was too, though. Yeah, I was a stupid guy. I still am a stupid guy. Anyways, and I, for one, appreciate your honesty and your ability to also look at yourself. Well, thank you. This is actually a very nice letter. First down, Seattle. Will it come back to haunt them that they went for fucking two? We shall see. All right. Um, I'm also sober and have been and have been for a long time, and I really do miss it. But I know I am totally romanticizing what drink drinking would be like if I attempted to control it now. Not going to happen. Uh, you're not 100% romanticizing. It, it is fun. It is fun. Being a fat fuck and being shit-faced when you have a kid upstairs, that's not fun. But... Um, that first one, though. Oh, that first one. Just hearing that booze going over that fucking ice cube. Sorry. Uh, good luck and be happy with whatever way you you go with that. Uh, kiss Nia and Cutie Pie for me. Oh, isn't that nice? Look at that. That was just like a glowing sort of review. You know? little. That's how you do it, ladies. That right there. Bad men. That's how you do it. That you, you fucking, you know... You, you be a gentleman or a lady about it, and I can actually hear what you're saying. Um, all right, where the fuck am I? Financial advice for a young adult. Oh, Jesus, you're asking me? Um, all right. Let's see what we got here. All right. Okay, financial advice for a young adult. Hello, Redbeard Dr. Phil. Um, I've been listening to the podcast since I've been uh, been 15 and just turned 24. Jesus Christ, you've been listening for nine years. But enough of that. I truly need some help. All right, recently my father passed. Oh, sorry to hear that, man. And left me a lot of money. There you go. Not a lot. Jesus, this is the ups and downs of this first sentence. 
but it's about enough to live in New York without a job for about seven years. What the fuck are you talking about? That's, that's a ton of money. Wait, what part of New York? What are we, where are we talking here? Are we talking like north of Albany or are we talking New York City? Anyways, not that I'm going to do such a thing, but it's just an example. Uh, not to make this a super long email, um, I just want some type of advice uh, from anyone older and more knowledgeable on the matter. I grew up without my dad, so I was never taught what you should do with money. Oh, so he wasn't in the picture. Huh, okay. I've been waking up every other morning with severe anxiety and stress because of the fear that everything will be gone and I won't be able to take care of myself. All right, that's not going to happen. Neither one of those things is going to happen. Most people go out in the world and they don't have seven years worth of cash that they could live off of. So you're way ahead of the game, all right? Even now, thinking about it and writing this to you gives me a sharp pain in my gut full of fear. Yeah, see, this is the thing. This is the other side of, of... you know, there's not having money, there's that stress, and then there's the stress of having it. Because, yeah. All right. This is an easy one here. He goes, I truly hope you see this. Over the decade, long time I've been listening to your podcast. This is the one and only time I've tried to email. Thank you either way for the laughs, even if you don't get this. All right. Okay. Well, this is a very polite email. You seem like a really good person. Um, there are plenty of places where you can learn about money. And you don't have to learn it all by tomorrow. So take a deep breath, exhale, fuck all of those fears, and you're going to be the person who doesn't blow the money. You're going to go out and learn what to do with the money. Okay? And um, it's kind of hard for me to give you advice on what to do with the money. Um, what I would do is if I had enough money to live for seven years, I would maybe buy a place if I could, if I don't know how much money that is or how you live, but if you could afford to buy a property, um, rental or a place where you're going to live, you know, in those seven years, as you build up your career, you could have a lot of equity built up in the house, buy something where you can be knocking down the mortgage. I mean, I don't know. I what, what the fuck do I know? But I, I, I do know that like, I remember seeing this thing on Duff McKagan, Guns N' Roses, right? Yeah, bass player. And when, when the band hit, he would get these these spreadsheets or whatever the fuck they are, their financial statements. And like most people, he didn't know how to read them. And he actually went back to school, I believe in Seattle, and got like a, a, a degree in finance or something like that. So, I mean, there's a person that was playing, was a musician, playing in a successful band, touring around the world and took time off constructively to go do that, you know, and he was able to do it and understand money. So if he can do it, you can do it. You know, you don't have a world tour, you know, taking up all your time. You can just go figure this shit out. So um, I think you're doing the right thing. You know, it's good that you're nervous. It's actually good that you're nervous that you're going to blow it. It means you respect this money that you've been given. So... um, I don't think you can be going out and buying a bunch of shiny shit and fur coats and dumb shit. Um, you know, there's just basic shit that can lead you down the road, you know, how rich people buy assets and poor people buy liabilities, like simple sort of, you know, I mean, that's, you know, there's a million 
arguments within that, but it's just as far as like a building block. Well, there's fucking pass interference right there. Jesus Christ. Fucking tackled the guy. Sorry. Um, anyway, uh, there's, there's a million ways to do this. All right. But uh, I, the one advice I will give you is do not put it in the stock market. That is the stupidest fucking thing you could ever do. That is just a completely rigged fucking game. And uh, I don't think it's really policed either. And they just, rich people pump it up and then they pull their money out right before they know it's going to fucking crash. It crashes and then they buy a bunch when everybody else is hurting and then they build it back up again. It's just one fucking bubble after another. Um, yeah, I would do that. And then, you know, don't go out and buy a grill, you know, stupid shit like that. Don't, don't go out and buy a, a chain that has like a pendant on it, which is your face all in diamonds. I mean, that's the type of sh- That's how you go broke. Don't have, uh, you know, endangered species in your backyard that you have to feed. <laughs> you know, just live within your means. This is what I would do over the next seven years. I would, you know, I, I would learn how to invest the money and I would continue to work. And I would live off the money that I make from my job, not from what's in the, uh, you know, or I would, I would buy something that with the job that I have, I can make my mortgage payment, you know, something like that. Or, you know, I don't know. There's a million different ways to go. You can buy a rental property. There's all kinds of stuff that you can do with it. Um, you know, just don't go out and go, you know, do the dumb shit your friends would do. Marshawn Lynch for a touchdown over the top. Is that what just happened? Yeah, you go. Welcome back. All right. Okay. So good luck with that. But you're 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 fine. You're gonna be fine. Don't listen to negative voices like that. Okay. If you're fucking nervous about something, you open up to somebody and then you try and find out where the help is and then you go to it. Um. All right. Online girl. All right. Hey, Billy, I got an audition. I got a situation, sorry, that I'd love your opinion on. Uh, I'm 18 and I've met this girl online. Oh, Jesus. Is it really a bearded Russian guy trying to get your social security number? Who knows? I met this girl online. We video chat and all that. So I know she's fucking real. LOL. We are getting pretty close and I want to visit. But the thing is, I'm not sure if she is talking to someone else or is just talking to me because she's bored or no one is talking to her. So she talks to me for the fuck of it. Maybe I'm being a paranoid idiot, but it's, I feel it's a possibility. I try not to keep hassling about it, but because I fear it will push her away at the same time, I keep my own distance and try not to get too attached. So I don't get my heart ripped to fucking shreds. If she is talking to someone else. Also, I'm just starting my life, and as an adult, I'm almost done with school, and I need to get a job. I know I need to save money for my, for my adult stuff, like a car and rent, etc., but I really want to meet her and make sure this is all legit. Am I being an idiot by letting my dick make the decisions? Well, it sounds like you're between your ears right now thinking about all this shit. I would just say, anytime you meet somebody that you met online, don't ever meet them at their apartment or uh, I would meet them during the day in a public place with a bunch of fucking people. Um, 
especially women meeting guys. This is, I don't need, I don't know anything about this. Don't take my advice. Talk to somebody who fucking has done this. Anyway, I just need advice because the more I think about it, the more I start thinking about how there might be another guy. I think I'm just a fucking maniac, but any advice would be amazing. Much appreciated. Go fuck yourself. Um, I don't know, dude. First of all, there wasn't one period in the whole last paragraph, so I really think your thoughts were getting away from you. You're flipping out, all right? And uh, here's the thing about this shit is, you know, when you fucking... Somebody's from a distance, you can really romanticize them and everything's fucking perfect and you're not arguing because they're really not in your life. So if you want to find out what this is, is all about, I, like I said, I would go meet her in a very public place during the fucking day. All right? You may or may not want to bring mace. You have no idea what's going to happen. But for all you, you know, I'd be, you know, I'm as fucking paranoid as I am. I'm like, how do I know this fucking hottie's talking to me, trying to get my dumb ass to come over there and meet her, and then I'm going to get jumped by her friends? So... I'd meet her in one of those frozen yogurt places. Nobody ever gets beat down in those, do they? Oh, Jesus. No, I got to search that. Let me see here. Frozen yogurt beat down. The life and death of a tart frozen yogurt. What the fuck is that? Best Froyo shops. Froyo. Oh, boy. The life and death of tart frozen yogurt. Never forget red mango, pink berry, and 16 handles. I don't know what this is talking about. Flavors, right? All right. I thought some kid got killed and his street name was Tart. Uh, Sorry about that. Okay. 19 to 14, Seattle. I mean, sorry, 49ers. Seattle's on their way back. I'm telling you. I told you they're going to win the Super Bowl. You have to listen to me because I played organized football in third grade. Um, All right. Don't love girlfriend anymore. Oh, boy. Here we go. Are we ending on this? Oh, we got an overrated, underrated coming up next. All right. Don't love my girlfriend anymore. Well, I'm sad to hear that. All right. Dear Billy Ginger Tits. Pretty soon it'll be Dear Billy Lactating Tits. Uh, I'm 18 and in high school. I've known this girl since fourth grade, and we've been friends throughout our school life. A year ago, I discovered that I had feelings for her and told her about it. She did, too. She was, she's my first girlfriend, first ever girlfriend. For the first few months, it was amazing. I couldn't get enough of her. I started thinking that I loved her, and maybe I still do. But lately, it's been pretty plain. Ah, oh, welcome, sir. Welcome to being in a relationship. I still like her a lot, but I don't feel the spark anymore. On the other hand, I know for sure that she loves me to death and can't even imagine being away from me. She even talks about how we would get married. Oh, God. Oh, these things are so tough. Anyway, when we first got together, I was also obsessed with her and talked about our marriage and kids and all that. All right. He goes, but now it all seems so stupid. All right. You got to, you know, you're fucking young. You don't know what it is. You know, that young love is, is crazy. It's like, it's like a fucking baby poisonous snake. They you fucking you empty both fangs, even though you don't need to. Um, she's a lovely girl, beautiful human being. She has never hurt me, so I don't want to hurt her by saying anything 
that would do that. I still show the same interest in her like I did before, but I don't think it's genuine anymore. I asked her once, what if things were to go south and we were to break up? She started crying and she said she cannot imagine living without me. Oh, my God. Oh, God, I'm so glad I'm married. I don't have to go through this shit anymore. Um, I don't know what to do now. I can never gather the courage to break up with her because I know how badly she would be affected. Having said all those things about our future and made all those promises, if I break up with her, she would think of me as a treacherous person. I don't want her to lose faith in all men because that happened to another friend of mine. Oh, give me a fucking break. You don't have all men on your shoulders here, all right? <clears throat> You're learning a tough lesson here, sir. All right? You really are. You know, sometimes what you want is not what the other person wants and somebody gets hurt. It just sucks. It's, it's like anything. It's like playing a fucking football game. Somebody's going to win. Somebody's going to lose. That's not a good metaphor because sometimes, you know, I guess, I guess if you're a fucking team, Man, you know what? That was a bad metaphor. It just fucking threw me off. I thought I had a point. I don't think I do. Anyway, she has also said that if we were going to, if we were to separate, that she would go out and date any piece of shit with a dick. Oh, that's kind of weird. I've also, uh, I've known her for so long, and I really care about her, and I don't want anything bad to happen to her if we break up. I don't know, dude. Why is she telling you that? I think she's. I think she just said that just so you wouldn't break up with her. Help me, Bill. How can I break up with this lovely human being without saddening her to the point of depression and without becoming a bad person myself? Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Love from India. Eat a bag of shit and go fuck yourself. All right. Love from India. You know, that's one of my favorite places I ever went to. Fucking people were cool as shit and they were ball breakers too, man. Really funny people. Um, let's see here. All right, buddy. Well, for all men and women out there, part of becoming adult an adult is learning how to break up with somebody. And also part of being an adult is taking care of yourself and what you want. Okay. And not giving into the fact, Oh, this is going to hurt somebody else. Now I'm not talking about pouring shit into the drinking water. Cause that's what you want to do. I'm just talking about in relationships. All right. If you really want to find love and you really want to, you know, live this fucking, you know, happy life, you have to be selfish. <clears throat> and if you're not into it anymore, you got to tell them and you got to tell them sooner rather than later. Touchdown 49ers. Fuck. I was feeling so right. What is with the choreographed the entire team celebrations now? Everybody foot loose. A white guy talking shit to the camera. You don't see that much. <laughs> Did they just give a sideline reporter a helmet? Um, sorry. Uh, let's see here. Um, just sit her down. Say we got to talk and just say this is the worst thing I've ever had to do. But the only thing worse than this would be lying to you, which I don't want to do. And just say, I am not feeling the same feelings that I felt earlier. And um, I need to be single and figure out why that is. Jeez, that's pretty good, man. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, there it is. That's it right there. And, you know, 
I wouldn't say, please don't judge all other men because of me, because then you come off like this fucking self-involved person. Just keep it about yourself. You don't have to drag all other men down with you. You just say what it is that you're feeling, and then you say what it is that you want, and then she's going to cry. It's going to suck, but it's going to be over. You know? That's it. All right? And then, you know... When you break up, then you need some time apart, okay? Because hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. And I'll tell you, like, I learned very quickly that when you break up with someone, you get out of their life. Um, because women, they they do, like, they're into vengeance and getting even and shit like that. And, like, when they get real fucking emotional, like, you know, you, you, the, the fucking you, you're gonna have a pet is gonna end up in some stew is all I'm saying so I always just like I don't wanna know what they're doing I don't wanna know who they're dating I don't give a fuck and um and who knows years later you can come back together you could have a cordial fucking conversation but I do know immediately right after the whole fucking thing goes down that uh you know it's usually good to kind of keep your distance or whatever so whatever. All right. So there you go. I don't need to get into all of that shit. You'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Um, and for the rest of your life, whenever you're feeling that fucking feeling, you know, you have to address it. Sometimes you just address it because there's, uh, sometimes it is because you're with the wrong person. And other times it's just the ups and downs of the fucking thing. But, um, I don't know. When you get to the point where you just feel like you're being phony, yeah, you, you do have to go address it. All right, that's it. Enough on that. All right, overrated, underrated. Underrated, spending January and February by yourself. Oh, all right. I like that. New Year's Eve, just you and some food and movies. Super Bowl, just you, beers, food, and the game. Valentine's Day, just you, some food, and whatever the hell you want. I'll get to socializing in March. It's all right. The little serial killer. Or maybe you're the next great novelist. Um, spending time uh, by yourself is underrated. I am a, uh, I'm a recovered loner now that I have a wife and a kid. But I, I never had a problem being alone. I don't know why. But I, 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 so I agree with that, sir. All right. I'll tell you what's overrated. Overrated is fucking picking the fucking Seattle Seahawks in November and they're not going to fucking beat the 49ers. Overrated. Making a fucking Super Bowl prediction in November. Come on, Russell. Make make me right. Ah, fuck it. There's there's fucking six minutes to go. They're down by... How many are they down by? Ah, Jesus Christ. Now the 49ers are going to give up the middle of the field to try to fucking burn the clock. Does this work? Any football fans? Anybody out there that actually coaches football? Does this work? Don't get beat deep. Don't let them out of bounds. So they just get fucking one 10, 12-yard pass after another. Russell Wilson goes back, dumps it off. Oh, nice pass rush there. All right. Anyways, I wonder how Richard Sherman feels coming back to that building. That's got to be fucking weird. I know it's his second season with the 49ers. But uh, what do you guys think there in Seattle? Did they let him go too soon? 
Achilles is a major injury, but he's pretty much shutting down that side of the field, isn't he? He's still a young guy. Um, all right, that's the podcast, everybody. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. And I hope you guys all have a wonderful, amazing, successful next decade. And uh, everything that you want comes true. Don't be a cunt. Go fuck yourselves. And uh, I will check in on you on New Year's Day in a whole new decade. Oh, Jesus. <laughs>